Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. Today I'm going to talk about something that's been controversial in the last week in Victoria in Australia. Doctors in that state have been accused by senior politicians of being dodgy and unscrupulous because they've been telling patients that adjuvant therapy is going to help them get pregnant. There is a lot of controversy in the fertility world about adjuvant treatments and certainly the issue is primarily around whether they're proven or not and whether they do any harm. Whether they do any good is obviously an important question because why bother? Unfortunately in the fertility world having a successful pregnancy and having happened to be taking or using one of these adjuvants means that people believe it's the adjuvant and not just the standard statistics of success in IVF. So what do we mean by adjuvant therapy? Well there's a whole range of things that people have tried over the years and not only in the professional sense but also in the layperson's world there are lots and lots and lots and lots of treatments that are being suggested that may help pregnancy occur when you're having fertility problems. So adjuvants range from simple supplements like vitamins and mild hormones like DHEA through to acupuncture, the endometrial scratch as an add-on, the use of steroids, during a cycle, the use of antibiotics during a cycle, the uh, use of growth hormone. Each one of these has been suggested as potentially improving your chances of success. And infertility patients are incredibly vulnerable to something that 
somebody might say works. So therefore, it is not surprising when people don't get pregnant, they complain that they were misled. And certainly that's what's being stated in Victoria, that there are disgruntled, unhappy patients who haven't got pregnant, who've been taken through these various adjuvant therapies and regimes, who believe that they were not given the full truth. The truth that scientific evidence shows that none of them are of any benefit in improving pregnancy rates. One of my colleagues, Professor Kovacs, um, coined the phrase snake oil for all of these therapies. So back in the Wild West, in the shows that rodeos that went around the Midwest of the United States, uh, people dressed up in funny costumes would sell these medications that would make you more virile, more healthy and more fertile, primarily made out of allegedly snake oil. That's how it got its name. Anyway, these snake oil treatments, one has to concede there is very little evidence of their value. And some of them are very expensive. And when IVF is not cheap in itself, to add on adjuvants that are unproven scientifically is wrong. Growth hormone, for instance, is an extra $1,300 a cycle. Intralipid doctors are charging as high as $1,000 a an infusion and recommending two or three infusions during an, an IVS cycle. Endometrial scratch, most people aren't charging very much to do that, maybe $100, but some people are doing it under hysteroscopy and a general anaesthetic in an operating theatre, which obviously is much more expensive. The idea being that you stir up the lining of the womb and it makes it more receptive to an embryo in the next cycle. Recently published study of very large randomised controlled trial of over a thousand patients showed had no benefit. There are studies within the Mitchell Scratch that suggest it might be of benefit and that's why people have used it. But they were relatively small studies in very specific populations who've had multiple failures of IVF. And maybe there is a small group that it may help. Of the other supplements, the DHEA, there again, there have been some studies suggesting that it may be of assistance to take androgens in women who are only able to make a few eggs when stimulated, even with very high doses of medication. However, there are other studies that show it has no benefit whatsoever. But it's not that expensive, around $100 for 50 tablets. And it certainly does no harm. It's a very mild androgen. And we've all had pregnancies with women taking DHEA. There's some hypothetical value in it, in that women's ovaries need male hormones to help eggs being produced. And male hormone levels in the ovary do decline with age. Once you get over 40, they fall away, as does egg quality. So giving a small dose of androgen may have some benefit. But randomised controlled trials on a significant size show that is not the case. The use of CoQ10 which supposedly improves mitochondrial activity, which are the little things in the cells that give energy to a cell to do its various functions, which include sorting out the chromosomes before fertilisation. Now, there is work in mice showing that old mice, given CoQ10 in huge dosages, does improve egg quality. They get higher fertilisation rates, more eggs and more babies. But that's in mice. 
and that's in doses that if you gave to a human, they'd, they'd have to swallow 10 bottles of tablets a day. But taking it in small doses might still have some impact, but there is no human data to support it. So adjuvant therapy is proclaimed by many to be the answer in particular cases of failure in fertility treatments of IVF and other fertility treatments and therefore people have latched onto them. Just as on the internet you can find naturopaths, acupuncturists all claiming that their approaches will improve your chances of success. Most of that advertising is misleading. It's not based on science. But for us as clinicians, it actually is a difficult problem. Because if a patient comes to me and has been through two or three cycles and hasn't got pregnant, they want something else done. And they will have been on the internet. They will have seen about DHEA or growth hormone or other approaches. And they'll say, why, you know, why don't we try? Why don't we do it? And I can say to them, and there's no scientific evidence, but they still want it because down the road there was another IVF doctor who gave one of their friends some of this medicine and guess what, they got pregnant. But my bet is it was nothing to do with the adjuvant therapy. But it is hard for us to refuse. My own approach, and I think it's that of many of my colleagues, is that as long as it does no harm and it doesn't cost the patient substantial lumps of money, then why not? There's lots in medicine where the placebo effect is probably important in getting individuals through various sicknesses and, and ailments. But nature's probably done the job rather than them. So we'll see what happens in Victoria because what was announced was a, an inquiry by the Health Complaints Commission about these dodgy and unscrupulous doctors who hand out these adjuvant therapies and advertise how good a doctor they are because they have all these regimes that are going to help you get pregnant. But their pregnancy rates are no better than anybody else's. And I would challenge any of them to prove that there, there was any value scientifically in what they're providing. So buyer beware. One of the good things about Australian training of doctors who are real subspecialists in infertility is that they do provide you with the best information. That doesn't mean they won't prescribe adjuvants, but they will give you a realistic view of their use and their value. So find a good doctor is probably the most important thing. And if you take along your desire to have adjuvants, they probably will give it to you, but they will try and make you see that adjuvants really do make very little difference to your chances of success, or no difference. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.